And welcome to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavota. I'm State Senator Paul Lavota of the 11th Senatorial District. And this is the Dialogue program where we talk about state government, state politics, local government, local politics, and how it all works together. And we get to do this every week, and it's a lot of fun. And hopefully we inform you about some stuff and keep you updated. And thanks for joining us, everyone. Appreciate it. As always, uh, my very good friend, the Independence Mayor Pro Temp, Chris Whiting, is with us. Chris, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. As always, it's great to be here. I'm glad you're here. You have very limited amount of time I today. Do today, it saddens me. So we'll 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 get to the news and then you know a little report and then um, we'll when you're gone we'll turn to our friend who I would like to welcome to the program now, Courtney Cole. Welcome, oh. Courtney. Thank you, Senator. Welcome. Glad to be here with both of you. Courtney is the uh, executive director of the uh, Missouri Democratic Senate Party Project. Senate Project. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're it welcome. was coming. It was coming to me. It's a long title. Yeah. Well. That's you do a lot of work, so well, thank you. We appreciate that. So let's just can we just start off with with <laughs> yes, yes, yes. With. The anticipation, the news. Wait for it. Oh. There we go. Now the weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. Thank you, Mister Voice. I am Chris Whiting, and this is your weekly news roundup. Nixon calls off special session on Ferguson costs. What? Three days after saying a special legislative session would be needed to cover the unbudgeted costs of the Missouri National Guard and State Highway Patrol response to the ongoing Ferguson protests, Governor Jay Nixon on December 1st said the session won't be necessary after all. Nixon had told legislative leaders on November 28th that the state was on the verge of exhausting spending authority set aside for the 2015 fiscal year state budget for emergency responses requiring immediate legislative approval for additional funding. Shortly after Nixon, a Democrat, informed leaders of the Republican-controlled General Assembly of his intentions, Senate Appropriations Chairman Kurt Schaefer, Republican from Columbia, said the governor could pay for the Ferguson-related expenses using other spending authority included in the state budget. Top Republican legislative leaders subsequently issued a joint statement backing Schaefer's position and calling a special session unnecessary. The budget line cited by Schaefer authorizes $12.5 million in state matching funds to receive federal emergency assistance grants. Because there are no federal funds to match in this situation, however, the plain language of that appropriation appears to preclude spending the money on direct emergency response expenses, the position originally taken by the Nixon administration. But with GOP leaders on record as saying the spending authority would be used for direct emergency responses, the actual wording of the budget law, to the contrary notwithstanding, Nixon accepted their interpretation and called off the special session. Well, that was a mouthful. Didn't work. My uh, sound effect didn't work. Oh, and uh, that's okay. It's, it's, I started it and then I stopped it. Which is a lot like the special session idea, <laughs> and um, it, what, that's that's funny that my epic fail sound effect didn't work. Get it? Um, oh wow, that's a so. Anyway, let's talk about this very quickly. It is a strange, strange world we live in. There, the governor was adamant, adamant that we must have a special session because he can't do this other thing when it comes to um, the budget. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, that's okay. I guess we can do it that way. Um, it, it shows the divide between the executive and the legislature and the lack of communication. And um, I personally have a personal opinion that I'm glad I don't have to go to Jefferson City over the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I but, betcha. But, but, of course, 
you know, to make sure that our citizen soldiers would be paid, that would be a very um, minor thing to have to go through. But um, uh, it's a very, very strange thing that, uh, you know, you you implement the National Guard and you don't have a way to pay for it, and then you're figuring out how to pay for it later. So it, it was very weird. Very weird. I, I wish I could give more description of why this all happened. But so, so now what happens? Well, they'll 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 pay the, they'll pay the the National Guard. It will come out of other areas of the budget. Well, it will come out of this this twelve point five million. Mm-hmm. Um, to in regard to yeah, the federal emergency because it's plans. there. Yeah. Um, and in January, we'll be there on January third, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we can quickly do a, a a supplement appropriation for other parts of it. Oh, good. So, um, you know, if need be, it's only really these two weeks that are the problem. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it costs a lot of money to have a special session That's as well. That's what I was well. just going to ask. Yeah. So it's, this is probably the best decision. I do like that everyone's agreeing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am so beat up by these radical Republicans that I have to work with, <laughs> you know, that want to play politics and everything. But with that said, I don't think they're going to beat up the governor about this in the future. I think it was a consensus, and we should have got there before it was we must have a special session. Mm-hmm. But I think we all – legislative leaders and the executive came to an agreement on how to make sure these guys are paid. Well, good. So, Panel recommends pay hikes for elected officials. Uh, Yay! 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 The Missouri Citizens Commission on Compensation for Elected Officials, commonly called the State Salary Commission, on November 25th, recommended lawmakers and statewide elected officials should receive sizable pay raises over the next two fiscal years. Yay! The commission recommendations will automatically take effect on July 1st unless the General Assembly rejects them by two-thirds majorities in both legislative chambers by February 1. The Salary Commission and State Representatives and senators should receive $2,000 raises in fiscal year 2016 and fiscal year 2017 to bump their annual pay from the current level of 35915 to 39915 over two years, an 11% increase. The lieutenant governor would also receive an 11% raise over two years, while the remaining statewide elected officials, governor, secretary of state, state treasurer, state auditor, and attorney general would receive 8% increases. Lawmakers and statewide elected officials last received raises in July 2008. Now, the commission didn't specifically recommend pay increases for state judges, but maintained the policy it first adopted in 2010 of tying their salaries to a percentage of those of their federal counterparts. As a result, state judges should see relatively small pay bumps over the next two fiscal years as pay for federal judges increases. Under the Missouri Constitution, the 21-member commission is supposed to meet every two years to set salaries for elected officials and judges. However, the commission last met in 2010 and didn't make recommendations as scheduled in 2012. Anyway, I got my uh, sound effects going. Great. (laughs) Yes. Uh, This is really interesting because I'm sure you may be curious what I think of this, since this would actually affect my pay. Okay. I don't know if you are or not. I didn't really care, but please go on. Yeah, well, this commission is set up to have an independent way of looking at the elected officials and how much they should be paid. And who's on the commission? Um, there Made are up of citizens. I looked through the whole list the other day. 
And but they're appointed, though. Yes. Yeah. But there are uh, various ones, and Democrats and Republicans all throughout the state. Okay. So three times since I've been in the legislature, um, this has come up, and we voted not to take the pay raise. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to get a pay raise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because it's going to be too political if we don't do anything. There's mm-hmm. already legislators, Republican legislators, that are filing bills right. to um, make sure that it's stopped. Right. Like, so that it doesn't just take effect, because otherwise it will just roll over and take effect. And and as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm okay. I ran for an office. I knew what the salary was. I'm perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with doing – I love the opportunity to serve the public. I, I, I'm not really worried about a pay raise. Um so this is an interesting story that comes about every three to four years, and judges get pay raises and the elected officials don't. Because, mm-hmm. and, and that's it's only fair. If we're unwilling as a, as a general assembly to raise the minimum wage mm-hmm. to give people a livable wage as opposed to have them get public subsidies mm-hmm. and, and bankrupt our, our government in the other way, then, then we shouldn't get a pay raise either. Yeah. So – Hey, what's fair is fair. Right. You know, we, we definitely shouldn't get a raise. And with the performance of this state government, right. nobody should get a raise. Oh, right. wow. So yeah, I'm going there. I'm not getting anything right. done then. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, moving along. Yes. High court considers whether to allow gay divorce. The Missouri Supreme Court on December 3rd heard arguments in a case that raises a question of whether the state constitutional provision that prohibits Missouri from recognizing same-sex marriages also bar state courts from granting divorces to gay couples who were legally wed in another state. The case involves two Missouri men who married in Iowa in 2012. They filed for divorce in St. Louis County earlier this year, but the judge dismissed their petition, saying he had no authority to grant their divorce since the state doesn't recognize their marriage. Interesting. Yes. Although various state and federal trial courts in recent months have struck down Missouri's gay marriage ban for violating the Equal Protection Clause, clause of the U.S. Constitution, the Missouri Supreme Court hasn't yet weighed in on the issue. The state high court could decide to grant the men their divorce without reaching the larger issue of same-sex marriage rights, but it potentially could use the case to strike down Missouri's gay marriage ban. Yeah, this is why we have to recognize uh, gay marriage. I mean, the ban's going to go away. Yeah, same-sex marriage, we we have to recognize it. So, I mean... It just doesn't work that one state does it, one state doesn't. It doesn't work out. So this is just another example of that. Yeah, well, I I think that, personally, I think that using the term gay marriage, you know, mm-hmm. marriage in itself should be separate from the government. <clears throat> and so I felt like everybody should just get civil unions when it comes to mm-hmm. the government. And then any process that anybody has to go through to divorce, they all have to go through that same process then, you know, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. But instead of calling it a marriage, then calling it a civil union. And we saw that some of the the leaders here in the state are going to be challenging um, Attorney General Coster about this issue. Um, They're continuing to press with this, you know, issue, despite the fact that the federal law states that, you know, it's you have to recognize it, and mm-hmm. we have to treat these people equally. Yeah, know? in the in the news, uh, just today, as we're recording this, uh, there, the spe- outgoing Speaker of the House, Tim Jones, and the Senate pro temp, Tom Dempsey, filed mm-hmm. something with the court that said the, ju- the entire General Assembly is against same-sex marriage. What? Well, they don't, have, they don't have a right, <laughs> right. to do that, right. so... Yeah. I know that the outgoing minority leader uh, wrote a letter. Um, they 
called me and I said, no, they're not speaking on my behalf. Good. Um, and I don't see how they think they can get away with that mm-hmm. anyway. Right. And I don't, I don't understand all the legal parts of it, but I don't think the General Assembly has a right to do that anyway, even if we all voted unanimously to do that. So they're just going to continue to play these political games. And um, it just – this is something that we need to move ahead with. So – all right. All right. Good and job. finally, that brings us to fiscal year 2015 general revenue collections up 3.7%. Net state general revenue collections through the first five months of the 2015 fiscal year were up 3.7% compared to the same period in fiscal year 2014, going from $3.11 billion last year to $3.22 billion this year. Net general revenue collections for November 2014 increased by 1.3% compared to those for November 2013, going from $625.1 million to $633.2 million. That is good news, um, except um, we were in kind of in a hole the last fiscal year, so we're still making up for that. Um, you know, I, I have been on a... Uh, mission to talk about tax policy and the amount of revenue that we get in but what's even more boring than that is the <laughs> is the revenue and everything else <laughs> but we can do a budget show but we're we can you think that the collections are up when we but we didn't budget to that and we have a whole last time we're going to have a tough budget year next month it's not going to be as terrible as some of that we've seen in the past but we're going to have a tough budget year one thing we could do to bring in um more money to the state is pull in a federal Tax money that you and I pay for Medicaid expansion, but that's not going to happen, and we'll we'll keep talking about those issues you, over and over again. <laughs> so, thank you, Chris. Beating our heads against the wall. Hey, that was your weekly news roundup, brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. So, what's going on with you, Chris? I know you're you're the the freshman basketball team will be playing soon, and you got to get over there. I know. Yes, uh, my daughter Molly has a week off. The JV team has. No games this week, so she's going to help out the freshman team and has been having fun doing that. But it's uh, it's at least five games this week, maybe more with wow. tournaments. Gosh. So, yeah, my apologies for for having having a talented kid. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> so um, we had a council meeting this week, which unfortunately I had to miss. It was one of the the shorter meetings we had. We had two small ordinances. Uh, the big news for us, and I think this is a big decision facing our council, is we are in the position of needing to hire a new city clerk. Mm. And interesting people here, city clerk. Well, how hard could that be? But right. You, you need so it's a pretty specific skill set. You know, you need somebody that understands parliamentary procedure. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that is vocal enough to make sure the council is staying in line when we're in our meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't be. Too meek and mild. They need to stand up and, and let us know when we're doing things right mm-hmm. or wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we need somebody who understands the state sunshine law because this person is also the keeper of the records for the oh. city. And we can get into trouble and have lawsuits brought against the city if we don't uh, act according to the sunshine law when it comes to providing information to citizens who request it. So. Mm-hmm. The job search is underway there. Our current clerk uh, is going to retire, I believe, at the end of January. So Okay. So if this pay raise doesn't work out. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Clear. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You know okay. a thing or two about the Sunshine Law, right? I don't know. I know a little bit about it. 
Um, at Save Mart, I was a grocery clerk, so I feel okay. qualified to do it. Sure. I'm just trying to be silly. I know. Well, you were a big fan of Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, I know okay. that. that. Right. So, so maybe. I had a Sunshine Care Bear. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit after my time, but <laughs> now is, is, I remember it. Is the city clerk one of those positions that report directly to the council and not the city manager? They do, yeah. The, the city clerk, the management analyst, which functions as our auditor, our secretary, uh, all report to the council rather than – so you, you've yeah. got – and it's interesting to hire for these when you've got – Seven, Seven bosses. Yeah. You've got the mayor and six council people that have to come to a consensus on a hiring decision. So mm-hmm. it's quite a process, and we just want to make sure we get somebody good in there because this person will interface with the community more than any of our other employees yeah. will. I say quite a deal. Quite a deal. Yeah, yeah. quite a deal. Important so if people, people want to apply for that, they should just – They go to the city website and, they could, and take a look. If they, they have a background that they think meets – those requirements of the job, then by all means apply. Are they listed online? What they're looking for? Mm-hmm. All right. Good yes, they are. Well, I wish you the best in your search. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And then just wanted to mention briefly that I will be uh, tomorrow. Now, I know you can listen to this anytime. It's a podcast. This isn't a radio right. show. We're not time bound. Yeah. Uh, we well, exist hey, Mr. outside 19... the constructs of time and space. Mr. 1940s. Yeah. I mean, get with it. <laughs> What am I, listening to this on my Victrola? Yeah. I mean, uh, come on. But on Victrola. Friday, December 5th, I will be judging a spelling bee at Benton Elementary School. Okay. Which is great because I couldn't spell my way out of a paper bag. So I don't know who's going to win. I don't know if it'll be the kid who actually spells words correctly uh-huh. or who I think spells the most creatively. Yeah. Which is how I like right. to spell. Wow. Yeah. So well, we'll you see. have to reward different behaviors in different ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see That's how it goes. T- that, that is tomorrow. If yeah. yeah. And I wonder, this is just something I was thinking about when they asked me to do this. Is spelling going to become a lost art? Has it already with oh, spell, with spell check, check and spell correction, autocorrect, all of that? I don't know. I do spelling words every single Tuesday with my daughter who's seven. So they, they study spelling words. That's good. I know they're not doing cursive so much anymore. But... Right. She's learning cursive, too. Oh, she is? Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you know that I won the first grade, first grade spelling bee? I did not. How old yeah. were you when you won that? And they gave me bubble yum, bubble gum. Oh, that was my award. Delicious. That's awesome. It was. Yeah. It was awesome. Regular flavor? Uh, regular flavor. And there was a boy, and he had to spell rainbow. Mm-hmm. And instead, he spelled Rambo, and he got out. And I thought it was awesome that he spelled Rambo in the spelling bee. <laughs> did he put a W on the end, or did he spell it like uh, No, he spelled John it Rambo. like Rambo, like the movie. Okay. Because you know? oh, that was awesome. really popular then, and so he thought they said okay. Rambo. To my earlier point, if he spelled it that way, I might award him right. the winner yes. because of his creativity. Exactly. So yep. This is going to be hard yeah. for me. I'm going to try and be Plus, fair, you'd love though. that movie. Uh, yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. No, he was just passing through town. Hey, he didn't. He didn't draw first blood. No, no, he did not. Okay, I didn't no. know if you remember that or not. I'll tell you who did was that jerk Brian Dennehy. Yeah, yeah, good riddance. <sighs> so anyway, that's me in a nutshell. And unfortunately, I'm gonna have to leave the show at this point. But I, I can't wait to listen to the rest of it. So, oh you guys uh, try and carry on without me, and just know that me leaving is not in any way related to the personal feelings that I have about either one of you. I'm really glad you stated that because I was concerned. Well, as you're leaving, I want to thank you for uh, being, as you are the chair of the 11th Senatorial Democratic mm-hmm. Committee, and you elected a couple people since the last time we've been here Yes, to our state committee. 
Sure did. And, Happy uh, to do that. Good job. Good, you ran a good meeting there. Yeah, thank you. We've, yeah. we've got good representatives on the state committee now uh, that I know will represent the interests of the 11th Senatorial District well. Yeah. So, so thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. All right. Okay. Yay for yes. Chris. Yay. Have a good time at the basketball Yay. game. Yeah. Go, go Patriots. Go Patriots. So, Woo! Courtney. Yes. We're done with Chris. It's all about you. What oh, is going no. on in your world? Oh, my. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I felt like after, I felt like, oh, if I could just get past the election, then I'll feel, you know, things will slow down a little bit. And it's been the opposite. Um, I feel like as we come out of this election cycle, um, the only thing that, that I have seen is that people are motivated. They're now um, starting to really, like, wake up to see what's happening um, in regard to our elections. And they're eager to get involved and, you know, make a change in a, for the for the future. And so I've been having a lot of meetings um, with people and setting up projects and ideas, doing a lot of planning, um, you know, taking a look and, and doing a lot of research on different things. Um, I know that you're getting your um, bills filed. You've right. been... Um, filing your legislation, which has been good. And it's been interesting to see um, what bills are being filed, both in the House and in the Senate, um, to kind of see maybe the direction we'll sp- that the session Maybe we take. spend some time looking at those on some future program. Sure. Um, I had planned to take a look at them and kind of break them down, you know, to, to have highlights. And mm-hmm. so maybe I can do that and be, be able to present it then here on the program. We can kind of talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like there are people who are really um, addressing, you know, the state issues that we're seeing um, on the news and working toward finding solutions for some of the problems that we're having here. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. And, um, you know, other than that, it's just been a matter of keeping up on what's going on and following that. It's been really interesting to see um, the way that everything has been handled in, in Ferguson and then even comparing that to now to what's happening in New York and seeing kind of the unrest that we have across our country right now, um, to me, it's like historical, you know, Mm -hmm. to to witness um, each night these different protests. And, you know, and then to see um, the response to the protesters is really interesting for me as well. Um, I'm really honestly disappointed, you know, that there are so many people who will are so quick to say that they need to shut up and that they need to go home and that, you know, what they're doing and, and, the um their actions in protesting aren't needed it's like this is democracy you know right. what i mean uh would we have told martin luther king that he shouldn't have a march i think they would have i think that, they would have that's what i'm well i wasn't al- i believe. wasn't alive then i did not live through that period although i have studied it you know throughout my life but um i think you're right you know i think we're always going to have that other side there that's going to push back right but, I think it, that's why it's even more important for us to, to continue to be the voice of those who are voiceless. Yeah. So um, that's been really interesting to watch, but it's depressing too, yeah. you know. And uh, a lot of what we deal with in our field, of course, is because we're constantly trying to find solutions to problems, you know. And there aren't many, I feel, who are offering solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, we've got to continue to work. So. Well, I mean, our lead story, and I didn't have a lot to – to talk about, except my frustration with that we were going to have a special session, then we're not. Is it just a, a mm-hmm. another uh, symptom of lack of communication? Um, mm-hmm. The special session had to do with money for the National Guard, who was mm-hmm. deployed to Ferguson, which mm-hmm. is the Ferguson issue. I mean, sure. and um, I I have to do some some thought on how to be a little more optimistic about what we can get done next legislative session because I I don't feel it right now. I yeah. feel. 
um, the tension in the state and the lack of uh, motivated people to want to try to understand the other side mm-hmm. is is so diminished mm-hmm. that um, you know you either that's like- going to be either you know either the majority is going to run over the minority mm-hmm. party and do whatever they want or um, and this is this is on me as a member of the minority party get upset about everything and not want to work with anything you know sure. and that's not the way to do it either right. but um th- you know ideas that i am proposing again such as campaign finance reform mm-hmm. um with limits um medicaid expansion are core things i i believe Absolutely. in and i think we have to continue but i don't feel very optimistic about their, getting them done their movement and so your average person would be like well why are you doing it if you're not going to try to get it done well because it's the right thing to do. It, it's you got to keep the conversation or never get done. Absolutely. And um, so, so we'll go through. Maybe we we'll go through those bills at some point. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, to me, it, it seems like the elected officials in the state, and maybe I'm wrong, they've been pretty quiet about it. You know, about what's happening in Ferguson. There's not been very many like outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, elected officials, but I was really pleased to see that the Republicans were so willing to work with the governor in regard to this and just saying, you know, not making it political, Mm -hmm. but instead working out a way so that it didn't have to happen because that's what's best for the state and the situation. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see more common sense, you know, uh, applied in other areas, Um, but it's a step in the right direction. And and you're right. There's a lot of unrest in our state and there's also a lot of unrest in our legislature too, you know, based upon the feelings that certain people have and where they represent, you know, the people that they represent. And so um, I, it'll be interesting to see this next session, what comes from yeah. it. Well, Senator, tell me what's going on with you. Well, um, so, you know, we, we didn't have a program last week because mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I did have a nice Thanksgiving. I ate so much I had to roll around on the floor. <laughs> That's good. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, did you? Did you all have yeah, a nice time? Yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, Went to um, my wife's uncle's house on mm-hmm. a Sunday, and then on that Thursday to my mother-in-law's house. So we had two two Thanksgiving two things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, was able to went to the breakfast for the Missouri Association of Rehabilitation Facilities. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of great work, and they rely on um, state funding for many of their residents and, and the programs that they provide. Then was able to go to uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, the Independence Rotary Club, and I've been to there. I've spoke to them um, as their senator. I visited as a visiting Rotarian one time. But this time I got to go because my daughter, Madeline Lavota, was the student of the month. And she oh, cool. Said, so it was it was fun to see that recognition good of her. Good for her. Um, had a, a really good meeting about the uh, Moving Missouri Forward Network. What? Oh, what? Spoiler yeah. Spoiler alert. And, um, <laughs> and then um, – just had some meetings about health care policy, where we're going in the future with that. Had a great visit with Kansas City Police Department at their academy. Mm-hmm. How'd that um, go? It was it was very interesting. They were trying to convey the message how difficult it is uh, to be a police officer and that yeah. split-second thing to try to, right. you know, and we went to the simulation and all had a chance to see how we would react. Oh, wow. Um, I think... How did you do? <laughs> Well, you don't. You, you just can't do very well. And, and oh. what's really interesting, and this is the first question I asked him, was the the very basic by statute number of hours a police officer has to have in the state mm-hmm. 
600 hours. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Police Department, their academy, mm-hmm. they do almost double of that. Oh. And they not only do their officers, but officers, you know, any other um, municipality wants to send officers, they can yeah. have them go through that program. I think that's key, mm-hmm. really important to the issues that we're facing. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I'm convinced of that because you can, you can uh, never get rid of human error. Sure. But you got to be able to supply. Also, the Kansas City Police Department mm-hmm. is paid higher than most police departments. Now, there, I'm sure someone listening to this could name some um, problems they have. But we we don't see the same problems as other places. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a training, mm-hmm. giving giving officers, they're giving officers, um, firefighters, teachers, the people who actually take care of us, the pay is crucial to how well they perform with the public. Mm-hmm. And I don't – that has yet to come up at all. Um, and that was very eye-opening. I think that was well worth well worth the time to visit them. So – Great. Good. Um, well, it's good that that's being looked at, and I know that one one of the pre-file bills uh-huh. is um, Senator Schmidt out of St. Louis County mm-hmm. said that the municipalities um, cannot acquire or they cannot get more than thirty percent of their budget mm-hmm. through traffic violations. Oh, good. That's great. I, I think it is too. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City. They told me yesterday they're around. Like four percent, something along that. But these these cities, they're usually smaller municipalities, whether mm-hmm. in the rural area or in St. Louis County, where they have a bunch of small. Yeah, they use it as a way to drive revenue. Right, they're making money off the backs of the poor, essentially. Is That's right. Yeah, and so they're driving the revenue, mm-hmm. which I think would cause your police officer, your person who's supposed to protect you, right. to become your harasser and the the tax man. And that's what they're saying is happening. And then. You know, you get a ticket here and it yeah. adds on and then you don't you don't show for court and dot the dot the dot. A lot of these courts are out of people's homes. Mm-hmm. You know, citizens, professional. citizens feel um, uh, harassed. Mm-hmm. So the trust is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, many of their kids have grown like grown up going to the mm-hmm. courts constantly right. because they're being targeted. Mm-hmm. So I, I like this idea. I do but too. but the problem is mm-hmm. these municipalities are driven to do this because we have bad tax policy at yes. the state. Right. We cut the super rich, we reduce revenues that come in, and then these municipalities are trying to figure out ways to keep to make up for it. To make up for it. That's right. right. Because they've been losing That's at the right, state from level the state. and so and meanwhile uh, the majority in Jefferson City gets to high five each other and right. say, Aren't we great? We have low taxes. Meanwhile, the school districts and municipalities raise taxes and everything else. And that's what's driving all of this. Mm-hmm. That's my message about tax policy. Right. Again. Well, it's interesting. Again. You'd probably like this. I had saw where somebody had stated that um, wouldn't it be interesting if the governor called a special session for education? Yeah. There was a, a, a St. Louis Post-Dispatch editorial that's about that. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> what we need to do. Again, and I'll go back to something else. I did a press release and a blog about this this week. Um Again, old news because it wasn't picked up by anybody, but I am doing legislation to reinstate campaign finance limits Mm -hmm. because I believe that what's driving our behavior to have bad tax policy is that the people 
participating in politics with tons of money are driving those results. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we need to we need to keep talking about that as well. Yeah. Well, I think it comes back to transparency mm-hmm. and accountability and strengthening our government in the way of being and, both the citizens. And I, I and I, I think this influence. I think this program helps with it a little bit. These we we got to do a better job of linking these issues together. You know how um, you have no limits, so anyone can give as much as they want to really um, mess up the election process mm-hmm. to do all these negative ads, mm-hmm. ads to get a result to lower participation, so they get their guy in. Yeah, that person wants to get reelected, so they do that that type of behavior to get it. Mm-hmm. Then they vote for things that in the long run are going to hurt, which right. makes um, municipalities have to That's use right. their police to do dot, it's the dot, the dot. It's all connected. We don't see the connection. Press doesn't help us with the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, the overall big I, picture. I want to try to help. I really want to try to help with that. I know it's a commitment to listen to a podcast an hour a week, but that's that's the type of conversation we should be having. And quite frankly – even if we had that conversation within the dome, that mm-hmm. would be great. Yeah. Right. And if somehow it was too technical for um, the public to get into these linkage, elected officials should be explaining that to people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I, so that was. I feel like people get very bogged down with the details mm-hmm. when they're not even in a position to be able to make a change in regard to those details where mm-hmm. the legislators are. So it's important That's for right. you all to have those discussions. But it is important for us to look at the bigger picture, too, because you're right. Anytime that they make a cut anywhere, then where they're going to have to make up for it could fall back on, you know, we as the citizens or they or it's just not there. They just mm-hmm. cut a program, for instance, you know, and um, those are things that need to be considered because they have long term effects. That's right. Long term, longer than um, the, the the tenure of someone even right. being there. Yeah. And that's what we have to look look to. So I agree. So anyway. Um, Great. That's quite a bit. So um, I'm excited to say that next week um, we'll be doing a very special podcast program live from our nation's capital. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what type of information we can bring back. I'm looking forward to it. That would be great. um, I'm able to um, take a little time off, go watch the Chiefs in Phoenix this weekend. And... uh, Great. And then we will both be at the Progress Missouri. Uh, That's right. I forgot about that. Progressive Summit that is taking place in Columbia this weekend. You're mm-hmm. speaking on a panel uh, tomorrow. Yes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. In regard to legislation and, and the session that's coming up. And then um, on Saturday at 11, I will be um, on a panel as well with many of my friends um, discussing social media and the interwebs, the evolution. Very good. So, yeah. And um, I ran my campaign uh, in 2010 online, you know, and that was, did they have the inter- internet campaign. back then? They did. Okay. Yes. Um, and so I've really been working using Facebook, you know, um, for the past at least four or five years, mm-hmm. um, in, in using it for politics. So I'm excited to hear what questions are there. And then also, um, to get to hear what, what some of our colleagues say, um, in regard to the issue, but I'm looking forward to the summit. I think it's a good opportunity for progressives in yeah. the state. So we'll report. We will report back on that as well. Yes. So that's that's our show today. Things are interconnected. We're not having a special session, and it's we miss Chris already. We do. So thanks for joining us, uh, Courtney. You have anything, Dan? 
Yes, Dialogue with Senator Paul Lavota has been produced by Courtney Cole, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavota. All rights reserved. Anything else? I think it's a great show. 